Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, good people? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You are tuned in to the Boom Bap Chat. This is number 50. We're so excited to be here with you all today. If you don't have your copy of the Boom Bap Review, Volume 2, 2020, you can start reading this for free. All right, we're, we're giving it to you to read for free, some of it, and then you can read it. And if you like it, then you can buy it. And if not, you can just move on with your life. Uh, so you can check that out at boombapreview.com. So that's boombapreview.com. Check that out, please. Also, if you're in the Cincinnati area, uh, or if you ever you know, can get to the Cincinnati area after COVID, uh, go check out everybody's records over in Pleasant Hill. They, they have dope hip hop music. They have other genres too, records, tapes, CDs, all of that. So make sure you check them out. And you can check them out online at everybodysrecords.com. Tonight, our 50th episode, so excited. Uh, for those of you that did not get the message, we had originally scheduled Drez, the black sheep, uh, to be here mm. tonight. Uh, shout out to MJ for hooking that up. We are gonna have Drez on at a later date. Uh, we had to reschedule him, had some conflicts going on last minute. So uh, our apologies for that, but that's life, life happens. So you just gotta keep it rolling. So, right. um, so we'll get Drez on here rescheduled. So if you're tuning in for that, hope you stick around because we're gonna have a really uh, dope conversation about some hip hop stuff here coming up in just a moment. With me as always, we have my man Profound. What's up Profound? What's good, what's good Till, what's happening? You know how we do it, what's up Neville? Living well, and yes, we have Neville here. You don't see his face. But he is here with us for sure. Neville, what's up, man? How are you? Chilling, man. Having a good night. Just taking in the Friday. Get ready for the weekend. There you go. Right on. Right on. Very good. Very good. Well, before we get into our hip-hop conversation tonight, I do want to let you all know, if you're watching um, via Facebook on Everybody's Hip Hop Label, uh, and you have questions or comments that you want us to, to shout out or answer or whatever, just comment those below, and uh, we'll, we'll be happy to... to to answer those questions or bring up that comment or whatever it is. So, so engage with us, please. Um, Profound, what have you been listening to this week? Man, I've been listening to a few different things. Let me go through my, my recently played list. Yes, yes. Uh, today, man, I was listening to The Infamous today. Mm. The Infamous today, man, started your ending for me. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I for an eye. Yeah, before before you know, before I even you know, I have to go past survival of the fittest first. Go to an eye for an eye, then I go back, mm. and then and then I continue on that. And then um, the uh, what other thing? Believe it or not, man, I'm still going. I'm, man, oh Billy Dan, that listening session, the Billy Dance man. I'm still dissecting yeah. the Billy Dance, and <clears throat> so yeah, man, that's what I've been on this week. That's dope. That's and, dope. And making beat, making beats too, man. On this, on this new MPCX, man. That's another yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. And shout out to Billy Dance, man. That was, shout that was out a dope to Billy conversation Dance. last Friday. That was great. Neville, what have you been listening to lately? Man, on my walks in the park, I'm trying to think. To be honest, I've been going back into MF Doom because mm, you know MF yeah. Doom. So I've been playing the MF Doom Essential on iTunes. Okay. A little bit of Sizzler, some reggae. Then I'm trying to think, oh, and uh, the Miles album, Blue and, um, what's his name? Blue and Exile. And then also God is Love, which I'm realizing God is Love, that's my Blue, on um, Bandcamp is actually the Godly Barnes album, it seems like, that was re-released again. And I've really been digging into that. So 
those are the guys. But I bought new stuff and I have not listened to it. So this is bad. This is bad. I bought new stuff. <laughs> You'll get to it. You'll get to it. Well, last Friday gave us a bunch of new music. Some really dope boom bap that came out last Friday. And the two albums that really rose to the top for me, uh, Breeze Bruin uh, from the Juggernauts came out with an album called Hindsight. Y'all remember the Juggernauts? They put out an album called Re-Release. I think that I think originally the album was Clear Blue Skies. I want to say, and then it came out again called Re-Release. Phenomenal album. But anyway, Bruce. And if if you heard of Prince Among Thieves by um, Prince Paul, Breeze Bruin was the main MC on that album. Uh, so that's Breeze Bruin, and he put out an album Hindsight. I think it's super dope. Last Friday, and the other album that came out last Friday was the Feral Munch album 13 mm. man I, I don't typically like rock like rock rap like rock infused you know hip-hop guitars just don't usually do it for me but this album did it man i, I really like this album really i did it. listen to it too yeah yeah what do you think profound i'm still listening to it I, i'm like you i don't like a lot of the rock sounds either yeah the, uh it depends on you know who's making it yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, like it's an, it's something. I mean, I, I thought that it was definitely on the first listen. It's really really dope. I just want to go back and like really get into it, get into it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, this week I've been listening to Drez and Black Sheep, <laughs> getting ready man. tonight. But I I, man, I, I, I typically listen to Drez and Black Sheep. They're one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like like their albums and his work. So cool. So That's tonight we want to have a conversation about. Um, kind of kind of base it around the hip hop album and you know it's shelf life and it's you know it is the hip hop album disposable is hip hop today disposable a lot of music is coming out you know what makes an album stand the test of time we'll look at some albums later on and kind of judge those between the three of us on if we think they've stood the test of time or not um, so that's kind of where the conversation is going. So, uh, just to throw it out there, when you think of, uh, an album that has stood the test of time, what comes to mind to you guys? Like, what is it about an album that has shelf life, that has longevity versus one that doesn't? Mm. Uh. I mean, I, if off the top of my head, I'll say something like, "What would what would have shelf life like?" Fuji's the score. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's a. But then if, it's like if you, I mean, Illmatic. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, well, what those those two albums? You wouldn't really compare those two albums together. But separately, you would say the same, you know, the, the same thing about those two. Um, but what would make something like not um, have the shelf life? I don't know. And <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think is I guess it is subjective, really, because you know what I mean. Like what 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 might what I might think the case would be is the same reason that we do the boom bap chat, so we sit down and discuss it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's subjective to a degree, but, th but then there's coalescing around, you know, certain pieces of art. Like I always bring up, and it's a, it's a fun album to bring up, I always bring up the Surf MCs. Have you ever heard of this group? No. 
<laughs> all right. Well, you all get to Google tonight, surf MCs. And there's a reason nobody has ever heard of this group. <laughs> if you were one of the original three members of the surf MCs, no disrespect to you, but uh, this was just not a good album. <laughs> and you might be wondering why in the world, you know, do I know about the surf MCs? I was not in the group, but uh, I had a friend when I was a kid. Um, we, we went to the record store and we were, you know, buying music and the, we saw this tape, the surf MCs, and it was like discounted. So my friend bought it and we went home and listened to it and, you know, kind of laughed at it. But um, there's a reason. Yeah, surf or die. Surf or die. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's a reason why no one talks about the surf MCs, you know. Now, someone might have got that and it was their favorite album of all time but nobody's talking about that album. So there is, and there, and people are talking about Illmatic to this day or the score to this day, you know? So it is subjective in one way, but when enough and, people say this is dope, it does something to, you know, to the culture, I would say. Right, right, I agree, I agree. What say you, Neville? Okay, <laughs> this is a complex answer. I think yeah, man, I couldn't get, I couldn't get, I, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think, all right, this, I'm going to give it a shot now. Cause, and I don't think that this is, it's like science, right? I don't know. Well, nah, I don't know if that's even a good thing. I don't know if it's hundred percent accurate here to say, but let me say it like this. I think number one, for the most part, I think it's the sounds that you use drum patterns, the keys it's in the production for one. If the production is cutting edge for the time, I think it stands the test of time because it even goes into the next genre, not the next genre, the next cycle of when something moves two years from now. It's like, wow, that album still sounds dope even when the, the tide has changed. So I think it's the sound patterns because sometimes people's sounds sound dated, the samples, mm -hmm. the drum snares, the, the um, loops, how they do it. But even sometimes with that, it's like, like, like for example, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. It's done so dope. And so hip hop that even though some of the drum patterns and this and that might sound dated, the album is so cutting edge for what it was that it stood the test of time. So that's one, I think it's production and sound. Number two, mm. I think it's lyrical content and concepts. If you're telling stories that like a kind of universal truths or universal, like everybody's been in dating, everybody knows somebody that has been, um, well, not even killed, but like you've lost somebody in your life Da, da, da. If you have these universal subjects, that stands the test of time. If you have a unique, very unique voice and a unique delivery, and it was kind of ahead of the time, that can test that can uh, stand the test of time. So I think it's content, concepts, sounds. I think those things uh, stand the test of time. That's my personal opinion. You know, I, I that's a great answer, Neville. Um, I think about the the first one, the, the sounds, I and like the drums and all that that you mentioned. I think that's a really good point. I, I'm curious to know what you guys think about the Swizz Beats era. What was it like? Ninety, kind of came around 97, 98, 99. 2000 into two thousand. When I think about Swizz Beats, like when it when he first came out. I thought it was pretty dope. Like I heard, like Jay Z did some stuff with them. He did a bunch of stuff on Busta Rhymes uh, album, the, the first ELE. But when I go back and listen 
to to uh, his work now back then. A few songs I still enjoy, but overwhelmingly, I, I don't really enjoy those those beats anymore. Uh, not like I did. Uh, what do you guys think about? And, and and to me, it goes back to it goes back to the sound. Like it felt like it felt like it was a very dated sound. It was dope for a moment, but it did not stand the test of time for me. What do y'all think about that? I think to Neville's point, I think you're right to Neville's point because when you mentioned that, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sonically, yeah, that's a that's an that's an excellent point. Um, Swiss was always hit or miss for me too, and it's funny that you said that because I listened to somebody did. Um, oh, I was listening to G Herbo and uh, Lil Bibby did a. Uh, they had remade that and called it "No No Limit Niggas." Uh, and they used the Jay Z, you know, Jigga. And, right, right. and it, but the beat sounded so horrible to me when I heard it today. And it was like, yeah, I remember this. And I was like, damn, everybody thought this was dope when it came out. Yeah. And then, so yeah, to Neville's point, that make that it really does make sense because even though it was a pop, it was really popular then, listening to it now, it don't ring, it, it just don't ring the same. It, and to us, but, yeah. but is that the majority of, you know, hip hop heads oh, that listen to it, you know? Cause like, we might be the outliers. The majority right. of hip hop heads might be like, y'all, you guys are tripping. Like that, that, those Swiss beats are still dope today, just as much as they were back then. Not every one you know? of those beats are dope, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but people, uh, there, but what I'm saying is there's people that think but, that yeah, though, sure. but is it the majority? Or is it enough? Oh, people, is it enough people to say, okay, this this was a a moment in time that has stood the test of time? Because enough people still resonate with it, you know. Let me let me say this when it comes to Swiss, because it's a damn good point. Like how I'm hitting the tennis ball, you're hitting it back. Um, Swiss is a good point he brought up, but here's where I'm gonna like say. To me, there's certain ones that did stand the test of time. Banned from TV stood the test of time. That shit plays right now. Ran from television, right? That's what uh, Big Pun, the whole the crew, right? Wasn't it the no, no, Nori, Nori. So it's um, Nature, Jada, not Jada, yeah, Jada Kiss, Ghost, what's the name? Oh, yeah. Oh, P. Let, Styles let me, P. Yeah, let me just play a little bit. Can of you? you? You're allowed yeah. to? Okay, yep. cool. This joint? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah, yeah, There's no yeah, way yeah. that that doesn't hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, no, no tell, no? I don't know, man. Wow. I mean, All right, but, you play that in New York, it's going to go nuts. I don't care what it's going I, I, I think, it, you know what, though? But you know what, uh, Neville, I think it's sections because I know it plays, like, back home in Chicago, it's a lot of places where that wouldn't go up. You know what I mean? That wouldn't send the place up. But then there's a couple of sections in Chicago where that where it would go up. Right, right. <clears throat> and then I think of like Tear the Roof Off by Buster. That song by Swiss, I think, still holds its own. Tear the Roof Off. Finally, I like to, to test it out. And um, I would say, of course, the Rough Riders anthem with DMX. To me, that you can't say that that complaint, it's not going to hold. Oh, yeah. Oh, you talking about, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. stands the test of time. So there were some songs by Swiss, yeah, 
No, was it sung by him? But I think definitely still holding on. But you know what? That's a classic record anyway, though. You're talking about the the, the X. Shut him down, run him, open up shop. Yeah. No, oh man, please. That's an anthem though, right there. Like, yeah, but see, that's I guess that goes back to everybody's point. It's hit or miss with switch. Like, how many of those, how many of those ones that last on the shelf does he really, does he have? Exactly. No, you're right. But he definitely I mean, I think he's got a few though. Right. I think he, yeah, I think he got some. I just don't know how many. Yeah. So we so we could say some of it's disposable. We could say that we can agree on that collectively, right? But then, but I think, but damn, is it? But did, but doesn't doesn't every every artist have some stuff that we would consider disposable? Yeah, definitely. But how? But how? What, what, like, I don't know about every artist. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say every artist, because especially in other genres, bigger than hip hop. But since when we talk about hip hop, right? Um, I'm trying to think whose stuff isn't. Who's like timeless, regardless of what they dropped? Um, wow, that's a good question. I, I, I would say Pop. I would say Tupac. His sound, for sure. Maybe the first album, no, but past that, his sound definitely was a little ahead of its time. What's that boy name? Johnny J. Johnny J. Whatever. His producer. Oh, oh Pox. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I thought me a few against the world. Me oh, that album! World. Oh, yeah, that one. wasn't that the that album has... when he was in locked up, right? Yeah, that was, yeah I don't yeah, think yeah. that that like. I mean, yeah, does it sound like something today exactly? No, you... but I think it's still the test of time. I also think about like, you know, what what did the song or the album do when it came out? Um, you know, did did it have you know significant impact when it came out? And like. But some songs have significant impact when they come out, though. But but it but you don't talk about them anymore, you know. Like I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm gonna play a song for you guys just a, a few a few seconds. You probably remember this joint right here. Remember this joint? Yeah. Yeah. Sporty thieves. Yeah. Do you remember this joint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was that was. I, I love that song. A lot of people love that song, but did it stand the <laughs> test of time? No. Yeah, <laughs> I would say right. no. Right. But, but it's right. not the beat though, Till. It's not the beat in the production. That's like lyric and content because TLC. You play TLC. That's still hitting the scrubs. Right. Because because the con because the content connected with people. Is that mm. what you're saying, Neville? Yeah, and the concept. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it, it goes back to his point. I mean, but you know what? Too. What about what about let let's let's for a second talk about something like from the eighties. It takes a nation of millions, you know, or Fear of a Black Planet. Like those th- those albums, like still classics, classics. You know what I mean? That they you can play you can play. It takes a nation of millions right now, and man, you know what I mean? Like that to me, well, or, or something like the score. The score to me, I thought, I thought the score to me is something like shelf life. I, I guess I, I was evaluating it based upon the the different genres of people that that album resonated with. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like I remember being at my aunt's house, who does not listen to hip hop, like, and I was looking through her her CD collection when that came out, and she had it, 
Yeah, see? The only hip-hop, you know, in her collection. I was like, whoa, you have this album? <laughs> right, right. Like, that's dope. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that. Yeah, and it's, like, still, like, the longevity, like, it's, I mean, okay, so, damn, that, 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 that now, that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show, too, a discussion on what, it, what, what you think is the, what is the, what is the, like, five top best albums that you can still play right now. Right. Yeah, that's a whole nother, yeah. But, but that's a whole nother show. But I think it speaks to the conversation that we're having, you know. Right. But why why could we play? And we'll get to that in a little bit with some of these albums I have for you guys. To your point, though. Go ahead, Neville. One sec. Sorry. To Profile's point, though, with with, with Public Enemy, listen to the Bomb Squad, right? Listen to what they're sampling. They're sampling um, James Brown, Sly Sly Stone, right? Right. um, They're sampling some of Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they're sampling some serious musicians, some rock. That sound that they created with the rock, the hip hop, the weird sounds, nobody was touching that. Only person, only person, only group that was probably close to that is Ultra Magnetic MCs. Mm, that mm. critical breakdown album. You know what I'm saying? But they even took that to a different public enemy, even took that to a different level. It was like that on steroids. And because these guys were great, it's also the quality, because these guys were DJs and sound engineers and technicians, they knew how to mix and master their sound. Like their, those albums sound well mixed and mastered, just like Tribe Called Quest and all of that too. It's also the quality and how you mix and, we didn't even talk about that, but like mixing and mastering is another step with it as well. And the studios that they recorded at that had their own sound. Right. Going all over the place, but that's what. And it is, and it is different across the genre, you know, like the genre in hip hop too, I guess, because I mean, I still think that the first easy, that first easy E album and the straight out of Compton album is still, you know, comparable Fire. today. Fire, hey, you know yo, even DOC, no one can oh, do for it sure. better the way no the one can do it better. Yep. It's the master now is a whole nother level with it as well. And then the chronic, because now it comes with this mm-hmm. level of like, wait, how'd you do that? This sounds like a rock record. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, you are no, you and man, that's what that's that's what it is. I think that it's you're right, because sonically, all of those the re, everything that you said are the reasons that I think those albums still they they definitely resonate with me. You know, DLC, I was just listening to that in, in its entirety. And usually when I go back and listen to those joints, like I end up listening to the whole album. Like I can't just go to one song. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, man, I got to yeah. listen to this whole <laughs> Have you heard, have you heard the re, what's the word? Is it remastered again? Have you heard the re-release of those two albums? Fear of a Black Planet and It Takes a Nation. They released a deluxe version two years ago. So I guess that's the 30th anniversary. Yo, no. I bought those. When you play that in your car, <laughs> it's bonkers how good that sounds. <laughs> like it was see. already what it is, and then you take it to a different level. But see, it can even flip on the bad side. Like Nirvana's album, Nevermind, it doesn't sound better to me, remixed to master. It, it kind of needs to have that grungy sound for what mm-hmm. it is. But Public Enemies even opens up wider, you know, like sound stage wise. Sorry, I'm talking to you. No, that, that's a good point. I think about um, 
Wu Tang Clan in a, into the thirty six. Mm. I don't, I don't mm. think I don't think you could remaster that one. You know, it's too gritty. Like that has to, yeah. To Neville's point, that album has to be what it is. You know, right. part of part of its magnificence is its grittiness. You know what? Oh. If you to if you go and remaster Thirty Six Chambers, it's like it's like when they redid the digital versions of the, the original three Star Wars. It wasn't, you know, it was like, yeah, visually to your eye, it was okay, but it still wasn't the same as when you actually, when the movie actually right. was came out. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a real then, good point. Then you could see the strings and stuff, and it messed it up. It took away some of the secrets. <laughs> because it was too good. You were like, damn, I see the strings, man. Damn. <laughs> like, I know they're not really flying, but man, <laughs> but still. <laughs> That's a good point. I think John, uh, who's listening in on Facebook, agrees with us. Yeah, Wu-Tang is grimy for sure. For sure. What's up to John? Oh, yep, question Neville. until. Yeah. Question, since you brought it up, and then I'm a mute. You're good. Is Wu Tang timeless? Because we're talking about shelf life. Because it does have a certain sound and it captures whatever. Is it timeless to now? That's my question to both of y'all. To both of y'all. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Profound. Did you read that comment? <laughs> Just yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to John too, man. That's great. You know, but, but you know what, Neville? Wu-Tang is timeless, and here's why. I'm down here in I'm down here in Orlando, and one of uh, and I, one of my masks is a Wu-Tang mask. And I was in the store the other day, and this lady, man, I swear she was uh she had to be, if I was guessing, 50 or 60, maybe 60, closer to 60, and she was like, I know who Wu-Tang is. And I just started cracking up, man. And I, she was like, Wu-Tang. And I said, yeah, Wu-Tang. And walked out the store, man. <laughs> it's dope. What up, brother Io? Io's in the place. Yeah. Man. You know, we chopping it up, man. We freestyling today. You know how we get down. Bring the drums out, man. Come on, man. Get on the drums for us, man. Come on, man. That's Ayo Kawaji right there. Ayo Kawaji, Marcus Garvey. What up? Yo, come on. And we go, we go, let's rock a Zoom version of D Rooted right now, man. I'll do Cat D part. I'll do, I'll be Cat, I'll be Cat D, man. We do D Rooted right now. That'd be dope. And Tampa's in the building too, John. Shout out to Tampa, man. MC Till, you want to reset the room for a minute. Oh, yeah, for sure. CH that. Well, yo, if you're if you are just tuning in, it's the Boom Bap Chat, and um, we welcome Io Moss into the conversation. Io, how are you tonight, man? I'm good, man. Tired, tired, yeah, tired. That's good. Man. Well, I'm I'm glad you're uh, you're up with us. You yeah. you uh, have made it in time. We're, we're about to uh, show some albums here in a moment and okay, have some, have some fun with some albums. Uh, but we're talking about disposable music, hip hop. Is it disposable? What's the shelf life of an album? And I'm curious to know what you all think. Like, what is the the evolution from here for hip hop? D does it fade out at some point? Most music genres, after you know a certain amount of time, hundred years or so, like it typically fades or transitions into something else altogether. What do you think is the future of hip hop music? What mm. is that's a great question. 
I mean, obviously we don't know, but what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it ended anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, it's what, how old is hip hop 50 years old? I mean, we, we, if you, if we, are we going back, we say in seventies. Right. Or 69. Some people go back. It's like 68. Even 67, so 52, 53. So I don't know, like, and it keeps morphing into different things. Like you get, I never can pronounce his name, but what is his name? Toby. I know you're talking about from Houston. Yeah. The brother, incredible. That brother is incredible. I know exactly what you talk. He says his name every time on the songs, too. I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He's got an African name. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of him, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm searching can't him. Can't say his name. Yeah. Tony, I can't say. Nwigway. Come on, Neville. Like yeah. Nwigway. Tony, Toby Nwigway. He has all those really interesting videos. Yeah. Always wearing yeah. flip-flops. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, so John brought up a good point on Facebook. He said it, it will fade for sure if the culture isn't preserved. Mm. And, I, and I don't know who someone says something to trigger something in my mind here. And that like the people who originated hip hop yeah. are still here. They're still with us. Right. You know, and so people that grew up on hip hop from the you know 70s and 80s are still here. So right. there, there's still books coming out, being written about it. There's still podcasts about it. There's still music coming out of that vein. But what happens when those people, you know, get older and pass on, and then the new generation, you know, some but, of them, but will, I, but some of them will keep preserving it. But what? And then they, but then they pass on, you know. But we still point. alive, though. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm trying to find me a young buck. So I can just continue the tradition. Like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like oral tradition. I right. see it as like where well, you want to transfer the things that you know on to um because I think about it as like black social movements, right? Like mm -hmm. Malcolm X and Dr. King. I felt like if they did a better job of training up somebody to take the mantle after they what happened, right. then I felt like the things that they were trying to accomplish would continue, even though it did, but I think it would have maybe moved a little bit faster as far as like um, preparing the next person to take on that. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same for hip hop where we training up young people. That's why I'm trying to get, you know, the credentials that I, that I, that I'm trying to get in order to create. Cause my dream is I would love to like open up a, a center where we teach kids how to like shoot videos, edit, mm -hmm. yep, yep. make beats, have a studio in that boy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. Like get on the drums and rhyme at the same time, you know? Yeah, stuff like that. Just giving them like tools that they like giving, like basically passing on the things that I learned, that we learn onto them. And I think that's important. Yo, side note, Io, we'll have to link up and talk about this because there are two, yeah. there's two um, 
lack of a better word, after school program centers here uh-huh. that do what you're talking about. Okay, okay. That, that teach hip hop and you know preserve it in that way. So right. yeah, we'll, we'll have to get you connected to those spots. Maybe you can help replicate it where <laughs> you are. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're, I think that's exactly it. I mean, if you have something, if you have a culture, and the people that created it don't pass it on, right. you know, then then I guess you're just just you know relying on people to just absorb it enough yeah, to, to yeah, pass yeah. it on and you know yeah. that's probably not going to happen necessarily so you got to be intentional about it for yeah, sure it's that because it's still a powerful tool that could be used yeah. if used correctly if used correctly and in the proper context i think it's a powerful tool that can be used um because we just yeah just the impact and the the power that comes behind hip hop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's a powerful platform, man. I don't know if y'all and seen you, that movie. Uh, y'all seen that movie One Night in Miami? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You saw it, You seen it, You gotta I, watch I, that. I haven't seen I it yet. That movie. That it's boy on my list. fire, dog. Classic. Like, I don't wanna get, I don't care. Uh, but that one scene where Malcolm X is talking to Sam Cooke, bro. Yeah, yeah, I watched that scene yeah. about 10 times, bro. That boy, powerful dog. Where he was trying to get him to see like, bro, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know your power, bro. You doing yeah. all these sing songy joint. I'm in the mood for these like, yeah. we don't need none of that, man. Like, like then you realize that he was yeah. sitting on a change gonna come. Yep, yep, yep. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. it, 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 that, yeah, that, had to release that boy. Yeah, that, 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 that yeah, that was a, that was a powerful movie, man. That's I mean, but you know what, though, too, you know how that fits into because they still have shelf life. Yeah, all those individuals right. still Absolutely. have shelf life Absolutely. today. Yeah, right. and it, and all yep. of them. And if you and then if you yep. think about it, Sam got killed like about a year, uh, less than a year later after yep. that whole night. Yeah. So yep. Sam got killed. Then Malcolm got killed. Yep. Oh, Sam got popped first. Sam got killed, and then Malcolm got Malcolm got killed. Damn. <laughs> or they, or they, well, they got killed like right, you know, months like back. Not too. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. that was what that was sixty four. That was sixty four. Malcolm got killed in sixty five, right. and I think Sam Cook died in sixty five or close to sixty six too, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Dang. But 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 the significance of that whole thing is to me. If they don't have that meeting, does do they don't all three, you know, Malcolm was already who he was. Right. Does Jim Brown become who he is? Right. Does now, Sam yeah. Cook become who he is? And does Muhammad Ali really yeah. become who he, who he is? He influenced them dudes. That one night may have transformed them. And I think that's what the movie is portraying, that that in, that encounter that they had. Because what's the name was about business, man. Like they was trying to party and kick it. Yeah, so was on duty, like, bruh, we need to have this serious conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, no, I'll say part of my ignorance here. Was that based on an actual yeah. event yeah. that happened? True story. Yeah, yeah the some night reason. that Muhammad Ali wanted to beat Sonny Liston. They yeah. were all huh. together. Yeah. For, all together for, some, for some reason, I thought it was a fictional, you know, a fictitious. And see, and th- well, because here's the thing. What me might too, be fictitious, what, what, what might be fictitious is how accurate are the conversations because sure, Jim Brown sure. is the only one that's alive. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I got the story. <clears throat> I think that story was retold though by by uh, Jim Brown and Muhammad. I'm sure a couple yeah. of times, dope. and that's, that's probably dope. why they finally eventually made it into the movie. Yeah. Hey y'all, uh, look, I'm gonna tell the audience, everybody that's listening, you see how dope hip hop is, how we just weave that movie right into <laughs> what we talking about. Because they got shelf life though, bro. Yeah, they do. They got shelf life still. They do, man. They and you do. know what? And John brought an excellent point up too, man. John is on it today, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, he is. He said, Thank God Bambada went to Europe in the 80s. That's where the culture really still lives. Mm. Man, I can't mm. argue with that, man. Master Ace is huge overseas. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, and, and I've been with Ace. I've had I've taken Ace around in Chicago, man. And, and while we just walk past people, like they don't, they have no clue that this is Master Ace walking yeah. next to me. Yeah. You know, and to IO, you can bear witness to that. Certain places where we go in Chicago, Ace wouldn't be able to walk because most of us would know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. But but in certain places where I could take him, matter of fact, I I had him. I think we was in the Target on Roosevelt. Yeah. I had him. We was just walking through Target shopping, man, and I was laughing. He's like, "Why are you laughing?" I said, "Cause nobody know who you are in here," and I'm just <laughs> laughing like I'm standing in line with him, like y'all y'all don't know this Master Ace. <laughs> wow. But it's you like know, that shelf life. Yeah. Chill. Another another time chill. Like I know not on this show, but um, it's interesting. That was another topic I want to talk about. You know, how like people say Eminem is there a space for 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 Caucasian MCs or Caucasian people in hip hop? That point was just brought up about um Africa Bambada. Those guys are German producers that made Planet Rock. Then you mm. got Maltronics. You got third base, Rick Rubin, who has made a million and one hits from Def Jam days. Like, that's a whole other topic, but that thing about our Caucasian people guest or do they have a place in hip-hop, I think that's a whole other topic, yeah. especially on the production tip. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. That'll be another night, another conversation, but, yeah, there's yeah. a lot to go go into that and, and racism yeah, and hip-hop. And, yeah. yeah, we need to All do that. that. We're all guests in hip hop, really. If you weren't a part of the original creation, I feel like if you weren't a part of the create the original elements of creation, aren't we all guests? If you're not from South Bronx, from from the years that you said, 1960, whatever, the 1970, yeah. I'm just saying. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I remember. I forget who it was, but there was a pioneering, you know, founder of hip hop that that made that same point profound. Because they, I forget who it was, but they asked them, you know about that whole issue of white people, you know, guessing hip hop. And he was like, well, if you, you know, if he said exactly what you said, if you weren't there, then yeah, you were a guest. Man, come on, man. You know, I wasn't there. Right. I picked it up in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? I know how it go. Right. Right. Longevity. I owe man, man, I owe Give us a, uh, give us a, give us an album that you still listen to, man. That's got longevity and shelf life still. Bro, I listen to the 90, I listen to all 90 stuff. I don't know none of these new people, bro. <laughs> I listen to 90 stuff like it just came out yesterday. That's why, That's why you I need this book, man. man. Yeah, bro. Book. I, yeah, man. I'm like, man. It's because some of these new dudes I just can't get with, bro. Like, if it don't, I got, my taste is very particular when it comes to music, man. Like, it got to sound a certain way. You got to rhyme a certain way. And you got to, I don't know, man. I just, and it be cats that other people be like, man, them dudes is dope. How could you say you don't? I just like, it ain't for me. 
I used to just, you know me, bro. I used to just straight up hating on it. Like, man, this dude is trash. Man, get that garbage out of here. And now I just be like, it ain't for me. Like, it's not my case, bro. Hey, I am the first guy I met that would fight you over his opinion on hip hop, man. Like, for real. Man, I'm just like, it's just, it don't appeal to me. You know what I'm saying? It just don't. MC Till, I think you need to ask Iota and I guess how you started out with us <laughs> to, to focus on what he listens to. Um, you, you were asking what makes an album stand the test of time or mm. whatever that initial question was. Yes. I think you need right. to ask him and we'll hear yeah. his opinion since he's yeah. well versed in that era. Yeah. Yep, that's no, that was the question. What what makes an album stand the test of time? What do you think, Io? I think for me, I think it's the message. Um, like the message that's in the music, like, like okay, last week I was just on the brand newbie and kick and I was listening to proper education. You know, here come the proper education. education. Ding, da, da, ding, da, da, da. Like he's like, I think that song is relevant to to times of today, especially when you think about education and the prison, the, the prison, uh, the school to prison pipeline. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of education don't fit our young people. You know what I'm saying? We need a proper education. We need our own form of education. We need culturally relevant pedagogy or culturally relevant curriculum that's geared toward black kids. And they always talk about how the school system is broken. No, the school system is working exactly how it's supposed to work. Mm. To ostracize, to marginalize, to wean kids, to, to, to stream kids out of school and then eventually they'll end up in prison. Because if you're not educated, if you can't read, you can't write, the next stop for you is either dead or in prison. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So proper education, man, It's to me, it's the message. That's number one, the message. And then the music. Like, I just feel like the music of the 90s is it is living, man. It's breathing like that music. It's, it's a feel to that music that makes that music alive. Like the music of today, it's just it just don't have this it don't have that same feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Not unless it's certain artists that's that's replicating that sound, but it's kind of updated. And that's just my opinion. Like it, it, anybody is free to push back. Yeah, that's I, just my opinion. Well, I'm just I I'm always curious about like because I resonate with what you're saying, like back in the 90s that music really hit me and just ca yeah. captured me you know yeah is that it, and that's how i'm sure that that is happening today there's no doubt about it right is it happening in a similar way like the music that i listen to now yeah it has a similar vibe and similar feel to the music that i listened to back in the 90s but, but, does, it young, you, but does it move you the same way it moves you does it it does it move you to does does it move you the same way it moved you with the music in the 90s no but it's still dope right. and i still enjoy it and it yeah, still yeah, inspires me sure, but the, sure. but the the question i'm more interested is yes the, the music for the younger people right generally younger people the hip hop that i might listen to and be like okay that's not really for me yeah is it hitting them like the music hit us back in the 90s? Uh, you know? That's a great question. I, I mean, I would say- And I mean, I can't speak to it because I'm not a young person, you know, 
I'm not in my teens listening to, you know, whichever rapper right, 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 teens right. listen to. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, though, Till? My, yeah, that is my, I'm going to say this. My 18-year-old, my man, he's really into G Herbo, man. Like, really, really into G Herbo. Yeah. So much so that I was living on the south side of Chicago and hadn't heard of G Herbo. <laughs> right. Like for real. I was living in Bronzeville. Like I never heard, and he had sent him to me. I was like, I've never heard of this guy. Like I live on the south side. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> he was he's resonating with him like it's affecting him like that. Like he sent me his stuff all the time, you know, and I listen to it and some of it I like, a lot of it I like, and some of it I don't, and be like, yeah, it's all right. But right. he knows what I like, and he, you know, what I'm saying, and he, he, he knows enough of the '90s stuff because they was toddlers in the '90s. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, not toddlers in the '90s, but they was they. I was listening to the '90s when they was toddlers, so you know. But I, I can see today's music resonating with him like it was resonating with us. All right, see, so okay, yeah. so you see that you see. I that. see it with them, yeah. y'all. That's cool. That's cool. And I, I don't know. There's there's a, I think a romanticizing that is entrenched in American culture. Yes. If you think about anything like getting married, having a baby, you know, like anything in life is romanticized. And then you actually do it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is nothing like <laughs> what people alluded to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have we romanticized the messages of hip hop back then? Are they as uplifting and as powerful and as a positive as we think they are? Are they that much different than what younger kids are hearing today? I, I, I'm just asking. I'm not. I'm not saying it is. Yeah. I, yeah, you got my wheels turning. Turning. To me, I don't think it's like. I don't know if it's romanticizing. For me, hip hop filled the void the type of music that was coming out, it filled the void for me that wasn't in my household. One, my father wasn't around. I'm an only child and my mom was raising me as a single parent mother, right? So the things that my mother was telling me, the artists I was listening to was telling me the same thing, but they was telling it to me in a language where I I got it, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, and I tell people all this all the time. My mom started my love for books, as you can see. Like I, I've always my mom. I had a little. I had a library in my in my crib when I was a shorty, because that's something that my mom wanted me to have. Like she gave me that love for books, but hip hop kind of like reinforced my love for books. You know what I'm saying? And my love for reading. So. I don't think it's romanticizing for me. For me, it was just a part of, it was like a natural part of my life and my, it helped in my evolution. Everything, every, every path that I took, it was because of hip hop. Me, me, me going to open mics at a, at a, at a university was because of hip hop. The only reason why I was going to the open mic, because I had an opportunity to rock the mic. And I was going to hear other artists and I could learn from them. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, I don't think, for me, it was just a part of my development. It just, it was a natural fit to my life that I needed, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a sup, it was like a supplement, I guess. Yeah. For something that was lacking for me. 
for me. Yeah. Mm. I feel the void that I needed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Can I ask Kyle, how yeah. did um how did hip hop push you towards books? So why did it? Because it, it just I don't know, caught me there. Yeah, it was like okay, like my mom, so I used to watch TV. I was a latchkey kid, right? So when my mom was at work, I, you know, get myself in the crib. I had to, I had things that I had to do. Like I had to clean up the crib before my mom got there, fend for myself until my mom got home from work. You know what I'm saying? So I would watch TV as a way to keep me company. So I watched TV so much, I could tell you what time it was based on what TV show was on. You know what I'm saying? That's how much TV I used to watch. So my mom was like, you need to stop watching so much TV. You need to start reading more. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. But then I was like, I shrugged her off. But then until I heard KRS-One come out with You Must Learn and him dropping all them historical mm. facts about what black people invented. And my mom like, how you know all that? And then I was like, yeah, he gotta be a reader. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then just learning about other artists that was, that was readers, like Nas. Like I knew Nas was like a voracious reader. You know what I'm saying? Um, KRS-One was self-educated. The stuff that like X-Man was talking about, like in lyrics, they would talk about Behold a Pale Horse and stuff like that. And these were books. I'm like, that's a book? You know what I'm saying? And then you just go out and get the book and just start breaking that boy down because you always wanted to be, um, you wanted to be on point. Like yeah. with knowledge and knowing what you, and then as an MC, you want to find new words so you could put it into your rhyme. When I found a new word, I was like, "Man, I'm using it. I can't wait to use this in the rhyme." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was just like that type of appeal. The books that, and I always so I always connected hip hop with reading and books because in order to be a dope MC like a Rakim, a KRS One, they had to me in my mind they had to be readers. Um, to come up with that stuff, yeah, and that could be me just imagining or my right, assumption, right, right. but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, Neville. But yeah, that's you know, I, I don't, I don't think we were, I think we definitely romanticize stuff, but I think when it comes to hip hop, I don't really think we do in the sense of like there was Karis ones and X clans, you had all these messages in hip hop, and I think part of it part of that shifted out of, you know, kind of the, the thrust of hip hop, you know, in the nineties when money, you know, ridiculous amounts of money got involved, you know, and then money, you know, money corrupts and money starts influencing things and the record labels got in there and, you know, started just closing the gate to all that and just saying, all right, well, you know, this is what sells. So we're just going to let this, you know, get out. So I think, I think that when, when the control, like, when people who created hip hop and the lineage of those people lost control of what hip hop was to the masses, I think that's when you saw a huge change. Yeah. You know, and I I think that that continues today, you know, where you're not going to see a KRS one or an X clan, you know, as a prominent fixture. I mean, I, I guess a case could be made for J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, you know, there's still it's too many, like is, but you know what? The difference today, though, it, to, to your point, you're right about J. Cole and them, but the difference today is there are too many other J. Coles. 
where, you know, and it's too many other things that, that, uh, cloud, you know, that, that cloud all of that, where back, back then at the time with PE, you know, Public Enemy was rocking hard and everything else. And we had a lot of those records and messages. It wasn't, you know, on the grand scheme of the mainstream, it wasn't a lot of other artists out, you know, you, you didn't have this accessibility to music right. that you have today yeah. too, and oversaturation to a degree too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even, so we have, I'm sure that there are plenty uh, of of uh, of those MCs that are, are you know that exist now, but man, they get we get covered up in in, in the midst yeah. of everything else. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real and, good point. And I, I mean, I to me, and this is just a just a critique as a listener. Like when when people was telling me to listen to J Cole and listen to Kendrick, they don't move me like hearing Karis One or a Brand Nubian because it's like. Brand newbie and a Karis One, they took a stand. Like this is where we're at. Right. But I don't get that from Kendrick or J. Cole. I get that they're dance, they're towing the line. Like mm. one joint, you this, you, you know what I'm saying? You like talking like whatever, whatever. And then on this joint, you talking conscious and political. And it's like, I don't know, man. I it's just they don't move me like. And I and I tried like I, I really I literally tried to like sit down and listen to them, but and that's just my critique. Like other people be like, "Oh, you're crazy, you're nuts," <laughs> blah 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 blah. But that's just my personal critique. Like I tried to sit down and listen to J Cole, and I tried to like really intently listen to Kendrick, but again, they just don't move me. Like I'm not moved in my heart and my spirit and my soul. Like listen to a Pete Rock or CL Smooth, it just don't move me in the same way. Yeah. No, I can, I can agree with that too. And you know what's funny though, who, exactly your point, but I feel him a lot more than those two is Joey Badass. Yeah. I feel I can, Joey I Badass Joey, yeah, more, I can, more than I, I do J. Joey. Cole yeah, and Kim. Yeah, yeah, I could stomach. Yep, yep, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But even in that though, I, I still feel like nobody's like I, I don't want to say nobody. That's that's too that's too um, harsh a word. But I, I'm just saying like these artists that we're talking about, I feel like they're still not. They don't they they're not gonna bite the hand that's feeding them. Karis one, he gonna gnaw the hand off. You know what I'm saying? Like he like I don't care about this system. Like. If, mm. if you, I'll find another route to get paid, and he yeah. and he lasted so long, bro, just following his heart, and and, and people have their own critique about Karis One. They say he's hypocritical. They say some of his stuff don't make sense. But I mean, I rock, I rock, yeah, I could rock with Chris, man, because he don't care about the system, and he don't care about mainstream. You just go do what he do. But I guarantee you, if you go to your go to one of his shows, it's gonna be packed, bro. Yeah. You know, I had a pop appeal of a J. Cole or Kendrick or even a, a Joey Badass. Like he he don't have that appeal. You know? So Io, did you did we talk about the product the sound of production? That was the other piece that we No, he missed about. that he missed that point. Yeah, no, no hey, Io, that was Neville, that was Neville's point when he about that was Trump that the production. Yeah, yeah. What that's do you what do you say? Do you think you think so? Because yeah. then I was saying I was kind of contradicting because then I was saying like Criminal Minded has kind of dated sound pads, but to me that album's 
timeless to me. But it is dated though. So sometimes even when it's dated or great adventures, it still works. So what's your opinion with that? Like, I don't, I'm kind of skewing this question, but what do you feel production wise? We said it with PE, I guess, but what do you feel production wise is a factor of making an album timeless and Whatever, whatever. Can you be more specific? Like, what do you mean? Like, like the, to the original question, like what we was talking about with the longevity. Like, what else other elements do you think incorporate? You know, uh, having the, you know having longevity or an album an album having the, the shelf life. Like, does the production and the beats and the drum patterns? You know, like with Criminal Minded, the drum. Yeah, the, I, and I get exactly what you're saying, Neville, because the drum patterns in Criminal Minded, you probably wouldn't use them patterns today. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that album is still banging if we yeah, play, you know, we play it right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So on the on the on the on the production end, like, do what, what's your take on the production end and the longevity of it? Like, is that a fact? I mean, yeah, because we were right before you came in till we were talking about the Bomb Squad. We was talking about because I brought yeah. up Public Enemy. Right. We were talking about the Bomb Squad. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just feel like a dinosaur, dude. <laughs> I feel like I'm like the only one who think the way I think. I feel like a mad scientist sometimes. Like I feel like, like even having conversations with my wife, like she'll she'll tell me, um, when you're talking to young people, why do you try to, why do you, why do you put, uh, why do you um, introduce them to like ninety artists? Like, why don't you give them more current artists? And why don't you find an in-between? And I was like, nah, like I'm boom bap for life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to introduce them to, I'm trying to preserve, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This sound, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still trying to preserve the act of going to a record store, digging through records, bringing that boy to the crib, putting it on the turntable, listening through that boy, and then trying to find something and sample that boy, chop it up, and then add some beats to it. To me, that's hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Man? And like the sound, like Pete Rock sound, I feel like it's timeless. Um, DJ Premier, I think his sound is timeless. Um, even the other albums that you named, the Bond Squad, the Public Enemy, um, the um, uh, uh, Criminal Minded, I just, I just think those 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 are time. I hate EPMD. old school EPMD. Oh yeah, yeah, Them yeah. Them used to bang, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. They still bang, bro. Like you know what I'm saying to this day. Like, what do you think that is? Is it the sample? Is it the drums? Is I it have, the scratcher? What do you think? It's just, <laughs> is that <laughs> home? And I'm not trying Day to get soul like, too. What's that? Yeah. The I'm first not three try- albums yeah, I'm not trying to get spiritual or nothing, but I just feel like it's a spirit get spiritual get behind spiritual. Those, that music, man, that that spirit is lost now, bro. Like, it was a spirit behind those music. And I ain't like, talking what, about purity? like no evil spirit. None what of that. Like I'm purity? Talking- yeah. Fun? Like what, a, innocence? Yeah, what what like are the a, words? I would say purity for sure. Interesting. That's good. That's a good point, you know, man. And it was just, I don't know, man. It just don't, it's just like, it just, anytime you were sit, I remember sitting in the crib. You remember WKKC, right? Profound? Yeah. It's the most I remember, serious that I've ever seen. I remember going anymore. to Walgreens, bro, <laughs> buying a stack of cassette tapes because I knew 
that um, either uh, it was it, it was three underground radio stations in Chicago, WNUR, which was at Evanston, right? When they mm-hmm. NUR, it was NUR, WHBK, and WKKC, right? And these were like college radio stations, right? Time of day and night where they would play nothing but underground hip hop, bro. I would literally go to sleep hugging my boombox, pressing record, and when I heard the tape click, I would get up and turn the tape over. Turn that play over <laughs> and then come back to sleep, bro. And then the whole day cleaning up my crib, I'm like, dang, they played that. They played that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those days. I ain't yeah. want to go nowhere. Like so I, you don't think children had, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm <laughs> just saying, do you feel that, so to like Till's point or and, and Profound's point with MCs, do you feel that the youth or the younger people, I don't want to say you, you feel like they have that love for it or do you think that that's there? Because I think that then transitions to what type of artist I'm going to be coming up depending on what type of fan I was and how this culture played in my life. Honestly, I know it's a I difficult think... question and all, but anybody, it's to everybody. And I'm, I'm going to say because I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm being quiet for a while. <laughs> I think it's a certain love that we had for hip-hop. To me, I think young people are being programmed. You know, mm. back then, it was mm-hmm. a variety, bro. Like, it was gangster rap. It was party. Yeah. It was this. It was that. So you gravitate to what you like. And they played that on the radio. But now, kids are being pigeonholed to, like, this is what's hot right now. Yeah, yeah. But this is what everybody's listening to. So I don't think it's lo- genuine love like we had for it. I think young people being programmed, bro. That's just me. And I'm I mad. think oh, you're good. I <laughs> IO comes in late and just takes over the conversation. <laughs> good. We can't get him to talk anyway, man. That's good, man. Sorry. No, we we love it, man. We love your input, IO. I you know, I, th- I think that there are young people that are passionate and loving it. I think it's hard, just as it's hard to sift through all of the hip hop that's coming out and find the gems, find the albums that are really dope and, you know, whatever. I think it's hard to find those young people because hip hop was just so proliferated in our society among young people. So like, you know, I remember when rapping was like, special you know it's like oh you rap like you were set apart you know like nobody else did it yeah now it's like you know hey five-year-old johnny you know rap for us like every you know it's just like it's just anything this is what people do now and so i think that that is it's harder to find you know like people that were involved in hip-hop in the 90s 80s like they loved it they were passionate about it because Mm -hmm. they committed to it it was their thing now it's just like it's just entrenched in the culture the music is and so it's like you see so many people that don't love it but are still involved in it you know what i'm saying but there's still those there's still those young people that love it it's just you you just you don't know because there's just so many people that are involved in it that don't love it whereas back in the day it's like if you were not involved in it you weren't in it like you didn't like it you didn't listen to it you probably hated it or hated on it but if you were in it you loved it you know what i mean yeah so I think that's part of yeah. it. Yeah. And then and to, to Ayo's point on that too, man, like, and I've heard people, everybody from New York say this. 
I remember there was a time I loved going to New York because I was so anxious to get there and turn the radio on because the music was going to be so much different than what I heard back home. And then I hear everybody saying that in, in New York now, the radio is not even the same. Like the new, the new York sound, you know, is not even the same how it is. So to the IO's point of the programming, like they're not even playing the stuff that they used to play, you know, on the radio <clears throat> um, at a time. And there was a time where you would hear, heck, you know, NWA, I remember Easy I remember Easy E got his song radio on the radio. Like he's, I mean, there was a, you could go, it was NWA, it was Public Enemy, it was Eric B and Rakim, and then you, you know, then you had uh King T and any of that, or the ghetto boys if you if you was down with them. And and normally if you was in the Midwest, you had probably one of all of those, if anything. But the programming is definitely an issue today because stuff that we like, we have to go search for it. You know, and in the nineties, it was just available and it's just right. not available now. You got to go and look. I mean, it's available, but you have to go look for it. It's like hidden. Where's Waldo? Right. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and I want to go back to something before we transition. I'm, I'm yeah. going to show some albums here in a moment. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. So we got to do so, that too. So then we can actually say like, oh, th this is why this album stood the test of time or why it didn't. Um, but someone mentioned something, EPMD, like why, why is that music still hit today? Io talked about a spirit. I think I want I want to pull something that I heard Drez say. So I, leading up tonight to tonight, I was listening to a lot of Drez interviews, and someone asked him about um, native tongues. Like, what was that like? That whole thing, and he talked about how like they they would just show up at the studio, all of them, and he was like, I, sometimes we didn't know whose session it was going to be. They just showed up. And they made music together and they'd fall asleep on the couch and like they were all there. And I think that there's a part of music when music comes out of a community spirit, you know, um, it, it just ha it has something deeper in it than when you just like make a beat, send it across the world, across the country, add a, add a lyric and then send it to someone else, add a lyric. That can be dope for sure. Like that music, you can make dope music that way. But when you, yeah, when you, when you're building community, and the music just flows out of that community. I, I think that's, to me, that's what I think about when, when you talk about spirit, I.O., that there's a spirit of community there that is just embedded in the music, you know, that kind of gets kind of gets lost in today's, yeah. you know, music Way era where it's just yeah. like, all right, I'm going to go in, I'm just going to record this album. I could wow. do it in my own house, in my own yeah. room. Yeah. I don't have to invite anyone over. You know what I mean? Like secluded, I you know, secluded. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, you can isolate You can make dope, beautiful music that way. But I, I think it does. You know, it's different. It, uh, it is. You know it what? It is different. Io, that is that's true. Because look at this, Io. Uh, to till to your point, anytime me and Io, we when we get on the stage, right. And and even to the point of like the native tongues and and even you think about Wu Tang, that's why that, that's why that thirty six chambers was dope. You had everybody in the same room and that spirit at that time. Me and Io could be on the stage doing a whole set, but when the spirit of freestyling comes up, 
the the whole level of the show goes to a whole nother level oh, yeah, sure. because the spirit we didn't took the spirit of it and we didn't push the spirit and the room to a whole nother level. Yeah. So that's that you that's a good point you made because doing songs like IO and you know I, I, I sent you the joint we just did not too long ago. I said it yeah. it still don't feel right to have to just send you a verse. Right. And not actually be in the session. Yeah, like, damn, I gotta send them. Okay, man, I'm gonna send you the file. Right. But it just don't. It's not the same. And it and it, it and until that's a and I owe you both of y'all. That's a good point because the spirit of it. I think that's what the difference is. The spirit is not, or it doesn't. See, I can't. I, I'm gonna say it does not seem. It's like it's in the music. Yeah. And, and you know, there was there was plenty of music that came out back then where it lacked that type of spirit. Yeah, but it's just because now there's just so much music. Again, you just have to mm. sift through it to find it. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, it's out there. Till, can I, it's out there. It's out there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. MC Till, can I ask? He probably didn't say this, but when he was speaking, whether he said it or not, what do you think he was talking about dress? Was he, like what groups? Do you think he was talking about native tongues or... When he just said, "Hey, we just showed him to the studio." What is he? You talking about the native tongues? He was talking. He was specifically asked about the native tongues, and in his yeah. answer, he talked. He specifically mentioned Fife and Pasta New. So he was talking about, you know, De La Tribe, yeah. Jungle Brothers. Yeah. And this is while they're making Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Did, well, did, or even before all of that, because I know I, that I hear him. I hear Mr. Long in the skits on. Yeah, he was on the. Uh, yeah, yeah, was on yeah. Which was crazy. No, that was uh, De La Soul is so dead. dead. Yeah. Sorry, De La Soul is dead. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I thought he was Get on Three Feet High and Rings. I thought he was on. I thought Mr. Long was on. Hey, Snot Nose. Da, 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 whatever. No, that's, that's, that's De La Soul is dead. Yeah. Oh, Snot Nose. Yeah, that's De La Soul is dead. Give me the tape. Give me the tape. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Cool. Well, before Man, we get out of go ahead, Profound. No, I was going to say, you get you got those albums? Yeah, we're going to transition into these albums. I'm going to play a little music, too, um, as you guys think about the question. Um, so usually we say, what's the first word that comes to your mind? I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you tonight. Uh, the question, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to rotate, all right? We're going to rotate. First question is, um, has this stood the test of time? Okay. Let me talk about why, if it has. And then I'll show a, a newer album and say, will this, what's your prediction? Will this stand the test of time? All right. Okay. So I'll play a little music to go along with it. This right here is One for All by Brand Nubian. Yes. Yep. That's good the test of time. Absolutely. One, one of the first the albums I ever bought. What, why, why is it still the test of time? What you playing right now? <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, yeah. what? That's still relevant today, bro. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's Roy Ayers, that's so right? Roy yeah, Ayers it is. Yep, yep. Yeah, like that. That's what? Forget about it. Yeah. Come on, man. I, that's the first tape that I, that's one of the, like, I, I, I don't know, we talked about in the other thing, but Slick Rick, Special Ed, that. I think those are the first three albums that I own on cassette. Wow. That album, that which, 5%. Which, of, which, which, which Special Ed? First one. Youngest in Charge? Yeah, first yeah. One. yeah, those are the first three albums that I ever buy. And I think LL might even be in there if it's Wolfing with the Panther or whatever. Whatever, yeah. 89, 88, I mean, 89, 90, whatever that is, I have that. And that mm -hmm. album, I remember my mom's working at the bank and she's staying in the city. 
for like a week. And for some reason, I have that on a cassette. I don't know if I went to JR Music or wherever and I bought that because of that single, that video. Mm. And what Pooba, Grand Pooba was talking about, all of them, but these concepts about like black empowerment, self-reliance, yeah. gods, yeah. <laughs> yeah. white devil. I mean, sorry to say, yeah. but like white devil, listen to that. Like I had never heard anything like that brought to me. Yeah. And then the beats were just so funky. Man, you know? bro. So I think that's what, it was, it was mind opening. Then the West Indian in me, hearing like Grand Poobah with these yep. regular flows in them. Yep. I don't really know KRS-One at this point. So I haven't heard that before. And then I hear Grand Poobah, who can get busy like this, man. Man, it's what? Like, it's like, come on. <laughs> the, the, the production? Yeah. And again, a white man, right? Sorry, Dante Ross is the executive producer and exactly. the behind. So again, he's in here saying, "I'm a tastemaker. This is this is what works." And the right. stimulated dummies were part of the production as well. Absolutely. So, like, the Absolutely. Anyway, whatever. That's that's my take on it. So that's why that's. Yo, that's fire, bro. That's All right, we're, great, Neville. We're gonna look at yeah, great, great stuff, Neville. Great. We're, we're gonna look at a newer album. This is Miles by Blue and Exile. Yeah, let's go stand the test. Yeah? Blue is wow. dope, bro. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing, man, because, yeah, a lot of his stuff, man, is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement, too. Yeah. Never. what do you think? That's my favorite color. That's my favorite color. <laughs> then these two do a double album. Double. I personally don't feel that a double CD, well, double CD, double I personally don't feel that there's any skips. I think yeah. it's all killer, no filler. Now, killer doesn't mean that's to be, you know, radio singles, but there wasn't a bar wasted on it. It wasn't a sample wasted on it. Yo, and, and for the record, again, here we go. White Boy, Exile. I don't know where he found this soul, but that album got soul jazz. It's dripping. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's dripping with, 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 with flavor. And then Blue killed it as usual. But I do Man. think Exile even took him, took him. I don't know. He might have beat him on this one, yo. He, he wanted, yeah. Exile. I mean, Blue one of the dudes I'm studying a lot lately, man. Yeah. Um, as far as like trying to get better lyrically, that cat, man. Yeah, he's ill. Yeah. Ain't no joke, yeah. man. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take it back. Has this stood the test of time? Ooh, reaching, heck yeah. reaching by diggable planets, right? I listened Still, to that man. about a week ago. Man, yeah. I'm telling you, I'll be listening to these joints that like they came out yesterday, bro. <laughs> and they yeah, I remember when they won that Grammy. And they still yep. You remember when they he because he got banned on the Grammys for what he said because he did a freestyle Butterfly. Yeah. on soul yeah. on a, a word. On what a, he said? I don't remember. He said my man see that. Well, he said he did a whole different verse than what he's like. Uh, what he said? Uh, brother like uh, cooler like uh, I be on the block like Tula like uh, my man see the people and we glocking them out. Some southern independent that we blocking them out. He said, uh, I ride, what'd he say? I ride the A train with my Timberlands on. He was like going in. It's on YouTube. Just type in. They did whole new verses. I mean, they we were living in Red Hook. The Red Hook back then was no joke. Man. Red Hook, Brooklyn, when they were coming out. It was artsy, but it was snap, And um, I think, I think again, what makes that timeless, those samples. The yeah, that that that, that 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 baseline, yeah. The the thing too, the concept of we're insects, 
We're gonna evolve. Right. We're going from caterpillars right. to butterflies. Like that's just fun. that's just like what? yeah, yeah. You're right because I still can't tell you what they're talking about. Like, but it, I, it, I, it, I, was, I, it was some <laughs> mushrooms and marijuana. It was some next level hey, stuff. Look, they was doing. One of those lines in that album, he said he was about six blocks east of Mars. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried the iron worm through the rotten apple. I'm done. Y'all know, um, the rotten apple? Do- Doodle just put out an album. Yeah, I heard yeah, Doodlebug. Doodlebug. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it just came out. Yeah, that's a good one. And come on, tell this classic because Mecca's voice. Yeah, yeah. I got him. Cleopatra uh, like Jones, man. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. Move, moving ahead. This album yeah. came out 2015, so five years ago. All right. This is Music for My Friends by Sky Zoo. And I haven't heard that album. Me either. Well, I guess it hadn't stood the test of time for you guys. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not. not- <laughs> I'm not <laughs> again. You, you never listen to Skazu Ayo? He don't. He don't. He don't wow. do it for me, bro. Really? All right. I tried. I tried, bro. Like, he will be a guest on this show, Ayo. You, you'll be the first to yes. tell him. You can tell him that when you see him. Yeah, I'm <laughs> face be like, to face. I ain't got no. It's no disrespect. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, yeah, yeah. He just don't. Yeah. He profile to be like, yo, I never heard of. Albios, I ain't even heard of I, no, I mean, I, no, I know who I, I'm definitely I'm just, aware of. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely aware he can he can rhyme. He got skills. I I just didn't. I ain't heard that album. Let me tell you. Uh, let me tell okay. you. Till, what you I think, Till? What you I think, Till? The album. Well, go ahead, Neville. The, and album, I'll tell you the album that I would tell you, I think, does it though more than that one is in celebration of us. I think that will stand the test of time. I think. Um, there's a couple that he's done. What's the other one that with the funny colors? One of his first dream deferred. Dream, dream deferred. That one I think can do it. That um, one's dope. I think the one with him and Apollo Brown, Brown. sneak this hang up. I think Easy that truth. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that album. I love that album, but I think that there's other albums that he did. It's not about better or worse, but I think can stand the test of time because again, the content. Was was like off the hook, but that one I get the concept though, because you're talking about friends. I get what you're saying with that too. I get it. I think Sky Zoo is my favorite MC of the past decade. More than Blue. Woo. More than Blue. Really? Huh? Oh man. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about that. I for for a couple reasons. Couple reasons. Now I'm not saying Sky Zoo is the best of the past decade necessarily, but my favorite. And the re a couple reasons why. For, First of all, I think he is consistently dope at making albums for me. Every album he's put out, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Blue, he just he just he puts out all kinds of stuff. Some of it's great, I love it. Some of it's like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Neville said I'm leaving this chat now. <laughs> I love blue, man. I love blue. See, I don't I can't really I can't really say anything because I don't know either one of their catalogs like yeah. that. Yeah. And you know and the I mean? other thing I love about Sky Zoo is he has a um affinity for jazz. And so every album he has, there's always saxophones in it, there's yeah, always a jazz influence, like yeah. in the production. Um, which makes it super dope. So I, I like that fact too. And I just, I think he's just dope. He just puts- for the record, MC Till, before Skazu, when he comes on in Skazu, I love you, we ain't got no beef. Just for the record, and this is facts. I have every Skazu album. There's no, 
There's no way. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna take a picture and put it on my profile pic on CH. And I have every album of blue. So there's nobody I'm taking away none but Sky Zoo. Blue is blue is blue is number one to me. Are y'all wait? Still, are y'all interviewing yeah, Sky Zoo? Hopefully, we're working on it. Okay, 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 working okay, on okay. it. And we and we working on blue too. Don't worry, we try. Oh yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I wanna, I, and we're gonna have the first live Zoom battle live. I open up, <laughs> I open up as I open up a blue at, at Sub T when he first came out. Yeah, oh, that's dope. What year is this roughly? Uh, what year did the first album come out? Two thousand seven. Yeah, the, yeah, I opened that's up for him at Sub T in Chicago. Ooh. Yo, I yeah. legend already. That's home court advantage right there. Yeah, yo, yo. I ain't even <clears throat> stay for his joint. I stood for like maybe a couple joints and then I was like, man, I'm hitting the street out, yeah. bro. No, it wasn't that. It was just like I was I was I was like, man, I'm about to I did my show, I got my bread, I'm about to rotate, bro. I gotta be at work in the morning. It's not <laughs> like that. It was one of them like things, that. man. Exile was with him. Uh I believe so. Okay. We need it. That's what I want to do. I want to get Exile and Blue together. Yeah, that would be dope. And then I want to get Exile and Feshan and Exile and Choosy. <laughs> we just kind of Exile for a whole month. You see, you see what he said. Though. You gotta get the bread up. We gotta get that money up. Don't worry, dude. Get that bag. We'll pay <laughs> right. for. And it was only like two hundred dollars. They wasn't trying to pay local artists like yeah, they was bad. paying. The- <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna give we're gonna get blue two stacks. We're gonna exactly get the local talent. We're gonna give you two hundred. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. All right, for the for the last album, I already know the, the answer. I think I know the answer. This is a, an older album. I, I gotta end it in the night with this for sure. Um here we go. Better not be no gangster album. Uh, a wolf and sheep. You already clothing. know that's standard test of time. Black Come sheep. On, man. Mm. Facts, facts. I put oh, the- man. Dude, this song, man. Come on, man. Right here. Hold on, hey, you know what? But, me- come on, man. Yo. Yeah. Let me, let me go black sheep. Sheep. Yeah, you got to. You have to. The baseline. Crazy. Crispy and clean. That's the Open one the reason door, why, that's one of the songs why I want to buy an acoustic bass so I yeah. can play that riff. <laughs> that's the only reason why I want acoustic. It's certain hip hop joints that got that bass line yeah. that make me want to buy. And I'm going to buy an acoustic. And the next time we do a show and I buy it, I'm going to be like, look, y'all, I got my acoustic bass. You should and do I'm gonna it, learn man. how to play I, that joint, dog. Have you ever listened to the, to the song that that bass line came from? No, I, I I forgot about it, but Jesse um, that jumps on our Facebook page all the time and, and engages with us, which we appreciate. Shout out to Jesse. Shout um, out Jesse. He he posted it, and wow. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that this is where it came from. It's Tyler. I think the artist name is Tyler. Uh, what is his last name? I have to look it up, but it's super dope because it's just a jazz song, and then like yeah. there's a there's a a bass. Um, breakdown where it's just the bass stand-up bass wow. and it's just going on and on and just like in the middle of it is just that one tiny wow. little part and it it, it doesn't re- replicate just it's that one little part and then wow. he moves on to something else Damn. and mr long mr long just grabbed it 
and was wow. like, this is it. This is Do you mine. think they played it over to give it that enhance? Do you think they played it over to make it enhance? Like over, you know how like Outcat uh, Dungeon Family will like play, they'll have the sample, but then they also put the live instrumentation over it to make it thicker and wider. Do you feel like it was enhanced by any I chance? I, th- I think it was probably filtered a little bit. Like it was probably edited. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Mr. Long played it though. I think he sampled no, that and just edited because yeah. you know. <laughs> it was like an old Ron Carter baseline. Then he bring in Ron Carter, make him play it over on top of the sample. Um, what's that? Verses from the abstract. Yeah. Yes. That's another yeah. baseline. You talking about uh with Vinny and Mojica? Yeah. Yeah, use the coast in the morning to avoid the funky odor. Yeah, (laughs) can't be a funky. I'm the funky Ashley brother. Yeah, but I play the undercover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) fetish, fetish with some booty. booty. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what else is a dope baseline? It's on that Gangstar album. They used that. uh, They used that. uh, It was for the interlude for J. Rue the Damager. That Mingus, yeah, I'll tap your jaw. You probably heard it before. Step two, develop my My word is one. Yeah, that joint, dude. That baseline, crazy. That baseline, crazy. No, that's it. That's it on the albums tonight. I was gonna play that, um, that baseline, but we'll, we'll have to do that. Oh, yeah, play it. All right, well, hold on. Y'all keep chatting amongst yourselves. I love I love that. I love when a, a producer finds just a, a, t- a tiny yes. little thing yeah. and builds and a, whole song, whole, yeah. a whole song a whole song around it. Like that's yeah. just incredible to me. Yeah. Cream is definitely notorious for that too. Primo, notorious for that. Yeah, he is. Snapping and killing and Pete Rock. Yeah, we're gonna try to pull this up for you guys so you can. Dilla, so you can Dilla hear is it. a jazz head too. Yes, man. yes. And the way he chops. He yeah. Chops. yeah. Oh, he, was, he was the master chopper. Speaking of Dilla, uh, uh, be a remiss if we didn't talk about this. Um, the new album by Drez is over all Dilla beats. And we were, we were going to get into that conversation tonight. Okay, I found it. Um, so I'm going to play this here for you guys in just a second. Dilla beats we heard already, you mean? Or new Dilla nah, beats? these are new Dilla beats. Yeah. Wow. And it's a fascinating story. I was going to ask, when we get Drez rescheduled, I'm going to ask him about uh, him to share the story of how he connected with Dilla's mom and how all that went down. It's a so fascinating story. It's not out yet. It's not out nah, yet. it's not out yet. No, nah, no. Nah. But he's talked about it. So, right. all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this for you. Just listen to this bass line. And then all of a sudden, you're going to hear... You're gonna hear it. All right. All right, here we go. All right, here comes the bass line. All right, just doing this thing. All right, just doing this thing. And this is McCoy Tyner. Yeah, McCoy Tyner. Yeah, he a monster. You hear it? Wow. That was it. Wow. Let me play it again. Let me back it up a little bit. That's it. Mr. Long just heard that and was like, that's it. 
you have to really be in, t- in you gotta really be in tune and intentive. Yeah. To be listening to music in that way where you catch that one right. That is phenomenal. Isn't that phenomenal? Man, I love that's that. That's what it go again, man. That spirit, bro, like that yeah. the feel. It's not the music today, and I'm sorry for those that's watching. To, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like it just ain't got the same feeling no more, man. Exile producers don't dope like that. I think. I think so too. I think I think there's music out there that to me has that feeling. You know, obviously yeah. we can't speak for each other's experiences. Right, but right, right. For right, me, right. definitely. No, yeah, I would say like Kev Brown, Odyssey. Yep, yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Big the Crit, whole I think samples amazing to me. Big Crit. I like his sound. Yeah. Speaking of that spirit, uh, I do want to let everyone know that's still hanging with us tonight. Uh, that next Friday, Thursday, rather, uh, here comes Profound back in. Next Thursday, we have the one and only Arrested Development yeah. that we're going to be chatting with. The so. Whole- now I, I'm not sure yet. I'm still working it out with MJ, uh, the publicist extraordinaire, um, and so we'll we'll see who all is going to be represented that night. Um, so we'll see. But that's next Thursday at ten. Arrested Development, and um, we'll get Drez in here at another time. We'll reschedule him for sure. I want to ask Speech a question, man, but I want to run it by y'all first to see if you think this will be out of line. <laughs> Remember the movie Clockers? Yeah, at the beginning, where dude was like, "Yo, Chuck D is the bomb, dog." And then, what's the name? Like, move him out the way. Like, Sticky Fingers, like, move him out the way. Like, what you mean, Chuck D, the hardest rapper? Like, get out of here. And then he's like, "I like positive rap." I'll put the clip in the chat so you can watch it. And he was like, "He was like, yeah, man, get out of here." He was like, "Speech, speech, he a ba nigga." It was sad. Mm. And he was like, they was talking about conscious versus hardcore, and they was like going at it, and they was just saying how like Chuck D and Speech, it was like they ain't, they not, they not hard. You know what I'm mm. saying? All that conscious rap, get that garbage out of here. You got to be hardcore. You don't remember that? I don't. Uh, it's been a long time since. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find the scene and put it in there, man. Yeah. I think Speech is one of the illest rappers. Yo, underrated. I think he's underrated. I, I think so too. I think Speech yeah, is, is, is super ill. Yeah. I know. I agree. I agree. Well, listen, fellas. Before we we get out of here, we always do shout outs. I'm glad you came back for the shout outs, Profound. Man, man, I was having technical difficulties. <laughs> you know, my motto is not hip hop unless there's a technical issue of right. some sort. Yes. Well, Profound, why don't you start us off with some shout outs before we conclude tonight? Man, shout out to my girl, baby girl, Mandy, her birthday today. Shout yeah. out to the baby girl. What's up? And then to my children, man, as usual, man, Amir, Zakir, Ariel, Rosalina, Daima, Elijah, I.O. Till, Neville, because he's in the building as usual. Holla out, Bolingbrook, my, you know, one of the, one of my, my, my favorite places that I haven't been in a long time in my hometown. Bolingbrook, shout out to those people. South side, Chicago, north side, y'all know how we do it. Right on, right on. Neville, you want to give some shout outs tonight? No. <laughs> I want to give a shout. I want to give a shout out to Queens, Long Island. The whole New York right now, man, for holding it down. We've been through a lot. We here still standing strong. Um, my moms, my cousins out in England, Arizona, 
worldwide, man. Um, that's it, man. One love to everybody, man. Right on, Neville. Io, you got some shout outs for us? Yeah, man. Um, shout out Chicago, Toronto, my moms, my beautiful wife. Um, shout out my brother Ron in, in Detroit, um, my brother Magi, my brothers at the table in Detroit. Um, shout out y'all brothers, my um, Umbat Chat brothers, Till, Neville, Profound. Um, yeah, man. Uh, shout out, you know, um, my Black Studies cohort at U of T and Professor Hampton. So, yeah, that's me, man. Right on. I want to shout out my man, John, who was uh, checking out the yeah. Facebook tonight, dropping some really insightful comments. Appreciate you, shout John. Thanks John. for listening. Heck yeah. yeah shout out everyone that's uh, jumping on all of our Instagram posts and Twitter and, and Facebook and joining the conversation. Yo, big shout out to my man, Jeff uh, Trog, who produced a couple of joints on the new Bad Seed album. This dude make, is making some tremendous beats. Uh, shout sure. out, Jeff. Yeah, and shout out to everyone that got a copy. Boom Bap Review. I see y'all posting it and tagging me. I appreciate the love. Thank you all for that. Really appreciate it. And make sure y'all come back next Thursday. As stated before, we have Arrested Development uh, that we're going to be uh, chatting with next Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 10-ish. It's hip-hop. You know how it goes, so it might be more like 10, 15. But we'll be here. And uh, we will definitely get uh, Drez rescheduled. So shout out to Drez. Shout out to MJ. Hello. Shout out to everyone who's tuning in tonight. Really appreciate you. And I hope you come back next time. Until that time, we will will see you later. Peace, peace, I said later, man. I I can dig it. I can dig it. (laughs) This is protected. (laughs) By the red, (laughs) the black, and the green. (laughs) 